The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. to move from your good life to one that is amazing then you've tuned in to the right program for the next hour listen in as reverend temple hayes senior minister of first unity campus in saint petersburg florida shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life she will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing now here's your host reverend temple hayes Good afternoon and welcome to From Good to Amazing. And I want to thank all of our listeners for participating and sharing with your friends to join us. I'm here today with Deva Haley Mitchell, who has a new CD that she is sharing to bring out more of the feminine goddess qualities in each and every one of us and offering for all of us to have that feminine nature. Deva, I've really been looking forward to having this time with you. You have a fascinating life. Thank you, Temple. It's an honor to be here with you as well. I mean, I was just reading um, from the various websites that you that you feature and the uh, various projects that you have been involved with for for our listeners. Could you tell us a little bit about your walk in life, your path? I mean, how did you get started in these spiritual endeavors? Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm someone that's been on a spiritual path for for quite a long time. I was actually actually raised part of the time in the Unity Church myself, so it's uh, it's really a pleasure to be here with you all in that way. But I'm I'm someone who definitely was a seeker, and that was happening strongly a long time ago, back when I was in college, when really the big goal of my life was. Um, to go to Stanford, and I ended up going to Stanford, but once I, once I got there, I realized, well, you know, I don't really have a new set of goals for my life, and um, I started really inquiring to, you know, what really is a life worth living, and what really is the deeper meaning, and that, um, that question and that interest really took me on a spiritual journey around the world, and I ended up everywhere from spending time in Africa and exploring both the expression of the Christian church there as well as the native African traditions. I spent a lot of time over in Brazil where I was living as an anthropologist working in the Amazon, and I did a lot of work with indigenous people and was exposed to their shamanic healing practices and how they express spirit. I also spent time in Turkey and in the mosques there. And what, what I found on this journey that finally ended up in India where I was spending time in an ashram was that there was a, a mystical thread alive in all of these different countries, different religions, and there were certainly very different ways that spirit was expressed. But I felt a very similar mystical core in all of these different places and said, you know, how can I really celebrate what is in common and that impulse that is being expressed in so many different ways, but that real common impulse, which I know is also, at least in the, in the Unity Church that I was raised in here in California, it was really celebrated, you know, what, how is spirit expressed in so many different traditions. And so I went on myself to study interfaith ministry, 
where we had the opportunity to dive a little more deeply into a variety of different faith traditions uh, with the intention that, you know, if you end up being uh, a chaplain or a ministry to, to whoever, wherever you are, that you have a language and a way to connect with anyone's heart and soul in, in a language that they can understand. Wow, that's that is such a journey. Is it is it because of your ability to travel and go to the various places and study the different ways of spirituality or connection, mystical connection that you would call it, that is that part of the reason that moved you into creating the Inspiring Women Summit? Is that part of that wanting other people to have that exposure throughout the globe? Well, you know, in some ways, yes. You know, as I said, I live I live here in California, where it's really kind of a mecca with with exposure to so many amazing uh, luminaries and consciousness leaders. Now, of course, there's people all over the world that have really important messages to share. But uh, part of the intention with Inspiring Women Summit, which is a program that I founded, was really what I call democratizing access to wisdom content. So the idea was that I really wanted to make a lot of the really inspiring speakers, especially women speakers who are plugged into spirit and who have something powerful to share, I wanted to make those messages available for free to people around the world. And so we've ended up... um, building a network that's now about 55,000 women from 160 different countries where we've been providing really a platform to showcase a lot of women who can provide inspiration to each other. And, you know, as we're evolving as women, I think, you know, women are looking for new role models as well. And and so are men, the, the feminine role models of what does it look like to be a woman who's tapped in spirit who's tuned into her own spirituality and sense of self and um, has something powerful to share. So that's, it's been a really beautiful journey. And I think we've had, I don't know how many teachers now, we probably had over a hundred different women speakers and anyone who's interested, we have a whole library of different talks that are available and uh, you can find that at inspiringwomensummit.com. It's all, all free. The, the library is open to all, and then we'll be doing another live summit next year as well. That's incredible. And also for individuals, for our listeners that would want to apply uh, to be considered a teacher in the summit, is that also on the website? I think I saw that on there. You know, um, it's, it's definitely, once you, once you um, sign up, you'll start getting emails somewhat regularly from us to Shift Network, and you can just reply to one of those emails, and, and we do take submissions for other teachers as well. So we're want, we have a program team that goes through and is looking for, you know, a diversity of different people and different perspectives. So, um, yeah, we're really excited to find and, and really showcase both people who are very well-known as well as people who are not well-known at, at all and, and give them a platform to have more folks find out about them. I tell you, just talking to you on the radio, I get energized. Like I'm ready to go and sign up for something. (laughs) 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 It's wonderful to hear your electrifying energy, you know, and your, your, your steadfast uh, groundedness and your commitment to being part of the change and, and giving great tools to help people move from good to amazing. Tell us um, about your CD, which I've heard so many incredible things about. Uh, Tell us all about it. 
Mm. Well, you know, the, the CD is actually one of the, the latest expressions of my spiritual path. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I, I was on this very circuitous journey around the world. And about 10 years ago, I found myself in India. And by day, I would be meditating on my cushion. And I was really longing to find that place of deep peace and stillness inside my, my heart and inside my being. But what I was finding was that all day I would sit there and I would have an experience that um, is often referred to as monkey mind. I'm sure a lot of you might be able to relate to this where you're trying to be quiet, you're trying to really meditate and tune in, and yet your mind, especially nowadays with as many things as are going on, it's really hard to you know, stop the mind from going. And I had a lot of things happening um, at home while I was in India that were really occupying me. And so I was having a difficult time finding that place of peace and centeredness, no matter how many hours I would spend on my meditation cushion. But then during the evenings, I would go to a ceremony that would happen by the banks of the Ganges River. I was up in a, at the foot of the Himalayas in a town called Rishikesh. And by evening, they would have these beautiful ceremonies. They were called arti ceremonies, which were fire ceremonies where they'd have these lamps that they would light and beautiful to look at with a fire. But we would also be chanting and singing these, these mantras that were in the Sanskrit language. And I didn't understand the words. I really, you know, I, I wasn't really a Hindu practitioner, but I was participating anyway. And what I was experiencing was that after about five minutes of singing these chants in the Sanskrit language, suddenly my mind would calm down, my heart would open, and everything that I had been hoping to accomplish sitting on the meditation cushion, I was finding through chanting these, these ancient mantras and really was, you know, just finding myself really streaming joy and, and um, it, was, it was quite ecstatic. And so through that process, I decided to explore this a lot more deeply and went on to uh, study sound healing and study these chants. And what I found was that in many different traditions, there are, there are chants, there are mantras, you know, from the Christian religion, we might call them hymns, but certain ones that have a certain resonance that actually open our heart, open our body. And so I, I started really in my living room, having groups of people exploring these chants and singing them together, call and response, where I sing a line, some people would, you know, the people who are present with me would sing back to me. And it was really, you know, not so much about performance. It was really an expression of, you know, praying together and opening our heart to something bigger together. And so I just kept at it and then got that knock from spirit saying, you know, how about making this available to more people? And my own exploration in recent years has been on the, the feminine aspect of the divine. And we run a women's wisdom school that's called Soulful Women. You can find out more about it if you look at soulfulwomen.com. But in that wisdom school, we, we look into 13 different aspects of the sacred feminine. And what I decided to do actually is part of my doctorate. I'm getting a doctorate in ministry right now. The center point of my, of my doctorate project was, okay, how can I express uh, each of these archetypes of the sacred feminine? And for those who aren't familiar with archetypes, um, an archetype would be, for example, uh, the energy of the mother, 
or the energy of the queen or the energy of the wise woman. It's these, um, almost these, these categories of womanhood that people across culture, across cultures understand and have access to. It would also be like the wild woman or um, the fierce feminine who really, almost like the mama cub who's willing to defend uh, what she believes in. And so there's these 13 different aspects that we explore in our wisdom school. And I said to myself, with this album, how could I, in five to seven minutes, for people you know, in more of the mainstream who may never have a chance to go through our wisdom school programs, how could I create an avenue for people to both experience through music, but also as they listen and begin singing along these songs with me, give them a place to really tap in themselves to these 13 different aspects of the feminine. And so that's what uh, sent me on a journey that started with ancient mantras. And then as I went on in the album, I started writing all of my own songs that really encapsulate my experience of these different energies of the feminine as a portal for other people to really tap into aspects of themselves that may be a little bit uh, dormant or hidden, but that are longing to be tapped and be expressed. Because my sense is that at our core, all of us really want to be want to be expressing the fullness of who we are, not just one or two sides, but really, you know, the whole multiplicity, the spectrum, the rainbow spectrum of who we are as beings. And so that was really the intention with the music. That's really powerful. How long has the CD been out, Ava? You know, it just came out last month, so um, it's it's been kind of a wild ride of, uh, of, getting, of getting the music out there, and something that started out as a very personal journey is now something that, um, it's just interesting to be getting, you know, letters and, and commentary from people in different parts of the world who've been hearing it and exposed to it, and, you know, countries that I never, I mean, it's like, I don't even know, how did people in Brazil hear about my album, but... And we're seeing a lot of sales in, in places that I, I never really would have imagined uh, the music even reaching. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, for those of us that are listening today, and a lot of the people that are listening also have various bookstores and churches throughout Unity and not limited to that. But how do we um, order your CD? Well, you know, you can go to um, my website is deva.com, and it's spelled in a little bit of a strange way. It's, it's Sanskrit, so it's D as in dog, E as in Edward, V as in Victor, A as in apple, and then another A as in apple, deva.com. And if you go there, you'll find that there's a tab under music that says Sacred Alchemy Launch. The album is named Sacred Alchemy. And if you go to that page, Sacred Alchemy Launch, there's actually um, samples of all the songs, and you can get two of the songs um, for free, just as a, my gift to you. And then you can also, um, you can also uh, access if you want to buy the full CD there, too, if you, if you like what you hear. Thank you. Well, that's excellent that you're actually giving away some songs for free, and that definitely gives people some insight to the value of, of what you're offering. You were talking about the 13 aspects um, that are essential for all of us in being fully expressed. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Is that um, specific to, as you were saying earlier, to the global studies that you've been doing? Um, is that impacted by uh, 
the 13 areas in your own life that you found to be significant? I mean, I think um, that's so interesting that you, you know, have come to terms with the ones that are valued uh, for your work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's um, the 13 archetypes that we work on uh, in our current mystery school, the Soulful Women Wisdom School, really mirror um, some of the, the, ancient, the ancient mystery schools. There was a particular mystery school which was uh, back in Avalon times, the Avalonian mystery schools, and really what they focused on there was looking at these 13 aspects of the feminine. And so we've uh, learned from what was done there and have really put put a very modern face on it. As uh, some of my mentors have shared with me, the, the mysteries are always evolving and changing because we're evolving and changing. And I think of it as uh, just different, different ways to tap into spirit and to tap into our full expression. And I went through this, um, this training myself, and what I found was that I would just come more and more home to myself as I would explore these different facets. But most of them are really, you know, they're, they're these, these energy patterns, these archetypes that really are cross-cultural. So, for example, when we begin, we study uh, the archetype of the Great Mother. And whether you are a Christian and the Great Mother uh, embodiment that you might be looking to is, for example, Mother Mary, where if you are um, someone from a different tradition, maybe you're Buddhist, then it's, you know, it's a different, it's a different, image that you might that you might be looking at as an embodiment of the mother or whether you're African it's like we can all relate to mother and so we really explore you know what what are those qualities of being a mother the quality of nurturance the quality of embrace how can we really step into that more fully and then where are the places in our lives where we really you know have felt the lack of that where have we felt instead of being nurtured where have we felt abandoned especially in connection, you know, with our own parents, our own mother line, our mother, our grandmother. And, and what we find is um, there's just a huge amount of healing that happens as we really tap into these different aspects and give space to really explore what is so and where is our own spirit alive and flowing and then where have there been uh, experiences through our life that have caused us to shut down in some sort of way. And so really our goal is to is to create a space where people can uh, re- reclaim those aspects of themselves, heal anything that is causing uh, pain, and, and then express that aspect of ourselves really fully. So beginning with the mother, and then we move on to working with compassion. And again, no matter what, what tradition you're in, compassion is usually, usually something that most people understand. And so looking at you know, the, the idea of forgiveness, which is so easy to talk about, but really, you know, what is it like in our life? Wh- who, where are those places where our heart might be closed? And very easy to be in compassion with our friends and our loved ones, but what about someone that we perceive has really wronged us in some way or where there's really been a parting of ways? How do we open up our hearts again? And how do we even discern what compassion really means? Sometimes yeah. the most compassionate thing is, is not necessarily uh, what might look on the surface like being kind. It's sometimes, you know, being, being the one who's willing to share a hard truth or willing to do something that it would, is, is really going to be helpful to someone even though it's not what they want to hear, for example. Yeah. So it's, um, it's some of these kind of things that we explore. 
Well, I tell you, you've got us all like um, so captivated. And as soon as we come back after break, we want to hear more about these aspects of the self and how we can emerge forward as spiritual beings. We're here today with Deva Haley Mitchell. And you can go to deva.com, D-E-V-A-A.com for more information. We'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. for work is work but it can also be extremely rewarding and it doesn't have to be difficult judy pilot invites you to tune into help wanted making the most of your job search for practical advice about how to look for work and create a consciousness of service and value that will help you put your best foot forward every step of the way get answers to your questions about resumes cover letters searching online, and prepping for interviews, and learn how to organize a successful search strategy. Join Judy every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central for Help Wanted, making the most of your job search. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are talking about concepts from Good to Amazing, and the featured guest today is Deva Haley Mitchell. Uh, who's featuring her new CD that she has written uh, regarding the feminine goddess and chants and ways to tap into the 13 spiritual aspects that create and emerge uh, from all individuals, a greater sense of awareness and connection to who we're here to be, actually. And before the 
break, we were talking about compassion. And uh, during the break, Dave and I were talking about the word compassion itself. If you break it down, it, it's come pass it on. And often we go through various experiences in our lives. And sometimes when we're going through them, it's very hard for us to define how did we get here. You know, and often we go to a place like, how can this be happening to me? But it's very interesting that I'm sure, David, you've found these experiences in your own life that you'll go through something on your journey. And then right after that, you'll meet other people that are going through very similar things. And you're able to, through offering compassion, you're able to come pass it on. You're able to make that full woven connection as to offering them wisdom because you're already on the other side of what you've gone, you have gone through. And, um, it just makes a difference in the impact that we're able to make in the world. I was talking yesterday um, in our Sunday lessons about how, you know, life makes so much more sense when we remember to connect the dots. Like when we were little and we used to do the coloring book and connect the dots and then we would actually mm -hmm. get the image on the page. Um, sometimes people forget, I find, on their journey, and, and I do too from time to time, to connect all the dots of my life, because when I remember to do that, all my experiences make a lot more sense. Um, you know, sometimes we'll pray to, to do great things. You know, we'll say, okay, universe, prepare me. I want to do great things. I want to make a big impact in the world. And then you go through these times of growth and sometimes challenge, and you go, okay, now how is this happening? <laughs> Well, when we remember that, you know, great people must be prepared to do great things, um, then it helps make the journey lighter and less challenging. But anyway, so compassion is, is a powerful thing. And I love what you said. It's sometimes easy to be compassionate when we know all the story. But when we meet someone on the street or a crowded highway that blows the horn at us or someone that's done us wrong. Um, what are some of the teachings around that that you find are helpful to share with people? Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I've been um, I've been running this Women's Wisdom School as I as I've shared with you our Soulful Women program, and one of the things, one of the exercises we have people do, which in fact I'm just going to invite. Um, I'm just going to invite everyone to uh, go into a little exercise with me, if that would be okay with you, Temple. Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. So let's, I'm just going to invite all of us, wherever you are, if you are in a safe place to do so, to just close your eyes for a moment. If you are driving and listening in a car somewhere, this would not be advisable. But just focusing your energy right now on your heart. And just by, I'm placing, I find that placing a hand on my heart helps to Focus on my heart and just start out by breathing into your heart. Imagining you could breathe right in to your heart. Just beginning to activate a space of compassion. And in our, in our wisdom school, we associate the color lavender with compassion. So just as if you're breathing in the color lavender, you might even imagine smelling the smell of lavender, which is a flower that has an actual healing, healing effect on the body. Just breathing in the word compassion into your heart. 
And I want to invite you to imagine now that there is someone on your left side who is someone that you love very much, a beloved one in your life. Just allowing that person to kind of lean into you. And if you can't imagine it, you might just feel it, feel what it would feel like to have that person lean in towards you. And just notice how your own energy field is with that beloved nearby and how your heart feels. Taking a moment to notice your own heart right now. Now I want to invite you to imagine on your right-hand side that there's someone who perhaps you've had a falling out with or a parting of ways or someone you just find very difficult in your life, someone that it is hard to feel compassion towards. And if you don't know someone like that, maybe it's just someone who cut you off on traffic and that was frustrating. So just imagining that person on your right Imagine that person leaning in towards you. Just seeing how your heart feels as that person moves into your energy field. Just noticing energetically as your heart shift. It's energy shift feeling more open and more closed. Now letting that person go, letting them move out of your energy field. Now just imagining right in front of you is someone who is a stranger. A person you don't really know at all. Just imagine this stranger coming into your field, approaching you, getting closer. Just how your heart feels with that person. Well, letting them go. And then finally, behind you is someone who is like an acquaintance. Not someone you know really well, but an acquaintance. And having them at your back. Inviting them to move into your energy field a little bit. And then moving out. And again, just noticing how your heart feels with that acquaintance. And so with that... Temple, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you what if anything you noticed um, with these different these different people that you know in different kinds of capacities. Did you notice any shift in your energy or in in your heart space with these different beings? Absolutely, you you notice a big a big shift from someone that you love very much and the excitement and the chemistry, everything, you know, about your body in that on the left side, then when you move into a person that you perceive as problematic, you can feel the vibration in your body. Just there's almost a dread like, you know, the, the left side, it's like you almost feel your body leaning to the left, like, Oh, yay, let's go play. But then when you start focusing on, okay, this other thing I'm thinking about in my or feeling in my heart is problematic trouble. Um, you can just feel your energy go, you know, it feels, yeah, very weighted uh, on the right side of, of your body for sure. 
Now, that's interesting because also you, you know, you're a minister, and so you're someone who is actually um, pretty evolved, pretty spiritually connected, and I think it just speaks to, for all of us, you know, there, there's one thing to talk about compassion, to talk about it in sun, on Sunday, to sing about it in the hymns, but then to really walk it in our lives what does that look like? And, and how can we even just start paying attention? You know, what would it take really is the question that, that I ask. And even with the music, the music, um, the, the, the goddess, my, my whole album focuses on different goddesses that are these different archetypes. And the, archety- the goddess for uh, compassion that I chose was Tara. And Tara is one of the goddesses from the Buddhist tradition who is really uh, a very compassionate being. So for me, I find, you know, one tool that helps me to really get into a place of compassion, open my heart, is through singing one of the, the Tara chant, which is what's recorded on the album. But for, you know, and for you, you might find that that song opens your heart and kind of brings you back into that place, or you might find another tool. You might find just breathing into your heart, breathing into compassion, and really, you know, practicing, extending that open-hearted compassion to the person of challenge extending it to the, um, the stranger. And I, I know that you know, these different aspects of our being, part of why we spend so much time working on them, is we know that it's like a muscle. And when we practice more, then, and, and especially when we have opportunities in our life, part of what I find happens is in our programs is people say, okay, this month I really want to focus on compassion, let's say then your life will begin to give you opportunities. This is like what you were saying, Temple, um, about synchronicities, connecting the dots, paying attention to your life, where if you really focus on something, you're focusing on compassion, you'll find that your life will begin to present you with opportunities where you get to practice walking your talk. So I find that as I do this, you know, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, well, what if the person does this? That's something that I find really difficult. Can you still be compassionate, you know, when, when someone's doing something that, um, you know, that I don't really like when, you know, someone is, uh, an experience from my own life is, it was a very minor incident, but, you know, I worked really hard to come up with a lecture and a talk and a title and, uh, you know, was giving a class. And then very soon after the class was over, I found that one of my students had, um, you know, copied the name of my talk, copied the, the, the content and was giving the same, the same lecture that I had been giving. And, you know, the, the first moment there was that sense of like, hey, you know, that's not really uh, that respectful or that's not really that appropriate. But then what I find is as I practice, how quickly can I move from that moment of that instant reaction of, you know, feeling a little disgruntled or a little put off to, wow, you know, this is spirit just continuing to work and she's just helping to forward the message. And, you know, who is it that's feeling offended? Is this really my, my essence? Is this my, my spirit self speaking? Or is this my ego that, um, and, and it does that really serve? And so it just, you know, I've noticed that strengthening of my own muscles and then singing the Tara chant for me helps bring me back to like, you know, this is about something much bigger than me. Let go of my little ego attachment send her love and blessings and, you know, what would really be compassionate might be seeing how I could help her instead of feeling like there's any um, wrong that's being done. So this is a small, very small example from my own life, but I find that um, 
as we dive into these different things, it's, it's one thing to talk about it, but something else to really give ourselves uh, the opportunity to deeply explore it and experiment with it and embody it. Well, and, and what you're saying, I mean, the essence of your, your whole conversation, I think, is, is beautiful because I think that that's, that's the emergence of what we're seeing now. Like you said, I'm a, I'm a minister and you're an interfaith minister, and yet neither one of us have a challenge at all being on a radio show that's global and being authentic and saying that this path is about every day, you know, and that's what I'm loving about the richness of being part of this show is talking to people like yourself and also articulating experiences in my own life where um, it's not an arrival place. We're all in a process. I, I feel the same way because, you know, I've been studying shamanism for Oh, goodness, since 1997, how long is that? 14 years. Mm. Um, and love it. And wow. I love, um, you know, the heart archetypes, of the healer and the visionary and the warrior and the teacher. And I love all those aspects and how when you're coming from a place of wholeness, you're perceiving life one way. And when you're into the woundology or the shadow, how you're in another space and how music and drumming and Walking meditations and all those things can help you. And, you know, I, I in studying it for a long time, I, I can resonate to what you're saying. You know, I've seen people go to one workshop, you know, and the next thing you know, they have a business card, you know, that they are a, an expert. And you're so right. I go, Temple, that's your ego. I mean, you know, I mean, let them, you know, go and share whatever it is. And they'll attract, you know, the people that they're supposed to attract and it is. It's a daily thing, isn't it? That we are uh, we're learning and growing, and but to see you know leaders out in the world today that are are real, I, I I'm just enjoying seeing that more and more. Hmm. And you know, one of the I, I heard you speak about one of the archetypes that I think is pretty interesting as we talk about the feminine, because I feel like it's one of the ones that's not as associated with the feminine many times. And and first of all, just as a um, uh, awareness that when I speak about the feminine, I'm not speaking about just women. I'm speaking about the feminine that lives in men and women and the masculine also lives in men and women. But part of why I'm focusing more attention on the feminine, because I know that for all of us, that's a side that has gotten less attention. It's, you know, our, our culture has been set up in a way that's more masculine and there's a lot of, um, a lot of good that's come of that, a lot of advancement and, you know, technological innovation and, and quite a lot of an engine for, for progress has come through that. But there's also been a lot of, you know, damage that's come from the way that we've set up our, our businesses and haven't always been paying attention to the, the human component in the same way that we've been paying attention to the bottom line business or haven't been paying attention to what's the environmental impact of what we're doing in addition to the bottom line business. So this is for men and women to really cultivate some of those feminine qualities. But one of the feminine qualities that is is not so um, recognized is what you were calling, it's an aspect of what you were calling the warrior. And in in our wisdom school, we talk about it in terms of the initiator. And I have a song on my album that is called Isis. And Isis is one of the Egyptian goddesses. She was really kind of a, a very 
fierce but but powerful Egyptian goddess. And um, that so, that song, some of the words are, I'm saying, initiate, initiate, initiate me. Tell me exactly what you see. And one of the things that the initiator does is she is willing to speak her truth to power. Mm-hmm. And if you're anything like me, you know, I grew up in a family where as in my, my feminine side was, was more um, kind and soft-spoken and, you know, probably more my ego than my essence, but, you know, wanting to be liked, wanting to be received. And so it was not an aspect of myself that I really cultivated to be someone who uh, was a more fierce aspect of the feminine. But then I've had exposure to other women teachers. The one who comes to mind most immediately for me is Marianne Williamson. I'm sure a lot of your listeners, probably most of your listeners are familiar with her, but I've seen her give, you know, talks where she is calling us to action, rousing us and speaking truth in a way that really cuts through. And for us, when we think of the initiator, uh, the tool that she uses is a sword, but it is the sword that cuts away what no longer serves and is willing to, you know, slice through the the pieces that are holding us back and speak truth in a way that is really liberating. Mm, And for me, there's been a real learning process around how do we do that? How does we do that in a feminine way that is helpful and is not hurtful? And what is, you know, what is not just being reactive and spouting out a truth, but what is really wisdom? And how can we wield that sword of wisdom with integrity and with um, discernment about when it's appropriate to use the sword and when it's appropriate to, you know, leave it laying at our feet? Yeah, a, a great example for us. Well, I'm looking forward to our other remaining time together. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you to all of you for supporting Unity Online Radio. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop. Have you ever noticed that life is filled with amazing people? People who are passionate about being alive and fully engaged in living on purpose and with intention. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on Unity Online Radio. Each week, we bring you an hour of inspiration and motivation to empower you to be the best you you can be. 
Listen in and open up as we present some of the most dynamic teachers, authors, musicians, and celebrities that are living the life extraordinaire. Spirituality Today, every Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, where life is good, and so are you. Now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So welcome back, everyone. And we are delighted to have today on From Good to Amazing, Deva Haley Mitchell. For those of you that have been listening, we have talked about her new CD and the ability to express the feminine goddess, not only in women, but also in men as well. And uh, Deva has become quite a musician in her life, but I understand her life didn't start out that way. Deva, tell us a little bit about your journey and, and how you uh, were able to tap into this side of you that's so creative. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a, a story about... Um it was actually a bumpy road to get here. I feel like sometimes people imagine that, you know, I was always doing what I'm doing now, but in this particular thing, and it really relates with your, your good to amazing. I feel like part of um, my own life moving from good to amazing has been being willing to really listen to and follow what brings me joy. And I would invite each of you listening to just ask yourself just in this moment, just asking yourself, you know, what brings you deep joy? And just notice if there's something that pops up for you. And for me, one of those things, when I would ask myself that, I knew it was, um, it was singing and it was music. And as a child, I really loved it. And, you know, I was told when I was growing up by my parents that, you know, I was, I was good enough. You know, I had a nice voice and could sing, but I wasn't re- I wasn't really super talented. And because I wasn't super talented, you know, I wasn't going to Broadway and I, I should just let it go. And I remember having an experience um, after kind of growing up and being one of these people who was always in the musicals, but I was always in the chorus and I never had like the leading role or I never had a solo. So I had an opportunity when I was um, just graduating from high school and I said, you know, now is my chance. We had an event that was called the Senior Farewell for all the seniors where we got a chance to... um, make an offering to our community. We could sing a song, we could do a dance, we could read a poem, we could do comedy, but however we would kind of want our community to remember us. So I took it on and said, this is my chance to really make an impression. And I chose a song that was a pretty hard song. It was a song by um, Cat Stevens, who some of you might know, called Oh Very Young. And it was really challenging rhythmically and um, and I hadn't practiced as much as I probably should have. And what happened is as I was um, going to perform this song, part of the way through, I, I got sidetracked to rhythm. I got thrown off rhythm and the notes that I was singing was not matching what the piano player was playing. And um, all of those memories from my life of people saying, you're not really good enough, you don't have what it takes, came flooding in. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm such a fool. They were all right. I shouldn't even have tried to do this. And I I started crying in the middle of the song and I, I frankly, I had to run off the stage. And in that moment, I said to myself, you know, I'm done. Like, that. you know, this is, I'm quitting. Um, and, and I really shut myself totally down. 
And then over time, I, I didn't do any music, didn't even touch it for about 10 years, even though I loved it. And over time, as I shared that experience of going to India and having my heart just really open and expand through music, it started, you know, that little heart started tapping on me again. And, and I started hearing that voice of like, well, there's something through music. And, and I was frankly pretty terrified to even listen to that voice again because I was so afraid of, I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of being judged, of not people seeing I wasn't really that great. I was afraid of what would people think. And, um, and I'm just sharing this story because I want to I wanna ask you, is there something in your life, maybe that thing that you said, what does your joy lead you towards? Maybe there's something in your own life that you really love to do that brings you joy. That's probably even part of your calling on this planet. And yet something may have happened in your life that has shut down that passion. Maybe you felt like you didn't have the talent or maybe that you didn't have the education or, or you feel like you're too old, but I'm here as a testament to you to say, you know, sometimes it is worth paying, letting that fear have a seat at the table, letting it, letting it be there, but not letting it be the head of the table. Or if you use a driving analogy, let it sit in the passenger seat with you, acknowledge it, hold it with compassion, but don't let that fear get in the driver's seat because there is sometimes something that is bigger, that is wanting to be expressed through you. And the, the, the perceived failures or pain is actually part of your ripening process. It's part of cleaning you out on, on, from your ego. So it's not really about your ego so that you can bring something through from a place of more humility, from a place of more service. And oftentimes our greatest gifts come to us wrapped in what feels like sandpaper. And I know that's true about my own experience. That was a real sandpaper experience to really flop as a musician in, when I was back in high school. And, but then the journey of like re-emerging and saying to myself, you know, this really isn't about my ego. Though, and people are loving the album. It's getting great success. But it's not about my ego. It's not about me being the world's best singer. I'm not the world's best singer, but that doesn't mean that there is not a deeper transmission that's coming through. It doesn't mean that people aren't being touched. It doesn't mean that I don't have a real gift to offer to the world. And so, again, I say this asking you, what is that thing that is so close to your own heart that is probably a very important and unique gift that is wanting to come through you? And are you willing to get out of the way enough to move through your own fear enough to let something greater come in that can be one of those vehicles to take your own life from good to amazing? Hmm. That's, that's so true. And it, you know, it, it's so interesting because exactly the same thing happened to me. Uh, not the mm -hmm. same song, uh, but actually a, a song that I had written because Finding Unity uh, when I was uh, much younger was kind of my saving grace. And so I wrote these songs on my guitar and I was going to perform it at a, at a Unity church. And there must have been 45 people there. But, you know, when you're a teenager or in your early 20s, it looks like a hundred, hundreds of people, even oh, yeah. though, you know, 
And I, I got up to sing the song and I couldn't remember not, you know, not one word. And here I had written the song. Um, and that just left me just terrified of getting in front of people. And, and I, I agree with you. It's all, when you look at what's bringing you joy, that you dig deeper to that, that fear wall. And often the thing we're the most afraid of is really the thing that will free us. And it's what we came here, you know, to do and be. Well, I'm really grateful that, you know, on behalf of everyone listening today at Unity FM, that you uh, walked through uh, that energy and kept going and faced your fear um, to move forward in, in your life um, and that you're able to offer all the things that you are. I want to remind uh, those of you that are listening that you can follow Deva and learn about not only where to order her CD, but also the inspiringwomensummit.com, uh, as well as the wisdom school that she has. There are so many different ways in which you can get involved and learn more, study more, and, and grow more. And that's Deva, D-E-V-A-A.com, Deva.com, Deva Haley Mitchell. So we have a couple of minutes, David. Um, would you like to share with us? Um, any other concepts? Sure, yeah. What I, what I probably would tell people is um, that one of the, the things that I am really finding joy in myself right now is supporting uh, other women to really find their soul calling and share a lot of the, the gifts and tools, both the inner tools as well as how do we you know, find our soul calling and then how do we express it in the world through our leadership, through our presence, but also through you know, how do we market ourselves, how do we put ourselves out there, how do we really um, manifest on a 3D level. So next week coming up November 2nd, we actually have a Soulful Women's Certificate that is getting started. It's a, it's a nine-month program where we dive really deeply into these archetypes and explore the wisdom school, but then marry that with very practical you know, uh, leadership skills of how do you connect with your soul calling and offer it into the world. So you can learn more about that at uh, soulfulwomen.com. And then also uh, we just finished a three-part series that's, that's really around activating your soul calling, and it's called the Soulful Women Activation Series, and it's three calls, and you can get the recordings all for free and the transcripts. That would be one way to dive a little deeper and do a little more in-depth exploration with us if you want to check us out before exploring the certificate. And you would just go to soulfulwomen.com slash activation soulfulwomen.com slash activation. You'll, the dates may be expired on the program because it just was completed, but if you still uh, put in your email there, you'll go to a page where you'll be able to download all of the, uh, the recordings and uh, get the transcripts so you can get that free three-part series so you can activate your own soul gifts. Well, thank you, Deva, and we really appreciate the work that you're doing in the world. And I'm Temple Hayes, and you've been joining us today, and Deva Haley Mitchell for all of you that haven't heard, you're also able to download um, on your phone now the ability to listen to our radio shows. So you can go to unity.fm and find out how to do that for your uh, various types of phones, Android and various uh, phone systems. So thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thank you, Deva. Thank you, Temple. 
Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. is taking care of it and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through is brought to you by Unity. where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and to join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life. <laughs> 